Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dancing! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Friday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State. Hope you're getting around safely this morning. Christian, I don't know about you, but I I took the turn going south towards the station today on the intersections of Highway 27 and 24, and, and, I, and I took it slow, and, I, then I, and then I, you know, I put on the accelerator to get going a little bit faster, and all of a sudden, boy, I was fishtailing all over the place, going right down the street. So oh, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that slick over there in Colby, but uh, definitely some very very slick spots over here in Goodland. So I hope everyone's being safe, and if you haven't gotten out and gotten around this morning, be extra careful. There are some very bad spots of slickness here on this Friday morning, and a little bit of snow coverage as well. Thankfully, not uh, too bad here in Colby, at least. Uh, what I experienced, which is a special blessing because I did not realize uh, that there was any snow on the docket uh, for last night slash this morning. And so uh, to wake up and to not uh, have anything be too bad, a little bit of snow coverage, uh, like Ross said, and a little bit slick. So be aware, be, you know, ready and defensive while you're driving. But at least here in Colby, nothing crazy in terms of uh, any slipperiness or, or slickness while you're driving. It just, so it just totally still, caught me off guard this morning. Right? I was just, well, I knew it was slick, but I'm talking like when I was fishtailing in the street, I'm just like, I barely even tapped the gas pedal. All of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, where are we going here? <laughs> My goodness. I was just like, yikes. That was amazing to see. That is for sure. But uh, I know that we do have a severe uh, weather warning in place uh, until 1 p.m. here in Colby, despite what I just said of it not being particularly bad. So just be aware uh, of some more weather coming in. I don't know if we're going to get much more precipitation, but it's not going to get any warmer. So the slickness could stay around for a little bit here yeah so be aware of that and also today big time winds blowing as well winds around possibly up to 40 to 45 miles per hour in some spots throughout the listening region i know if you're down around the sharon springs area you got to be aware of that uh but yeah some big time winds coming to the area uh here uh, this uh today so be aware of that very very cold day so uh, big day ahead, and especially a big day here on the Morning Blitz. We'll get to our high school hoops previews uh, tonight. We're getting down to the final couple games of the regular season. Some teams, the season is over tonight. Other teams will play again on Tuesday uh, to wrap up the regular season. Uh, of course, can't forget probably the most important thing that starts today is regional wrestling for the boys. Uh, gets going today in Norton and Colby for our area wrestlers. Uh, good luck to them. First and foremost, we'll discuss that a little bit more. We, of course, visited with Mike Holiday yesterday about some of the top wrestlers uh, from the region. 
but yeah, we'll get to that. We'll try and get to a little touch on KU and K-State Hoops, where once again, it's another big weekend for both of those teams to try and get things right uh, here, especially on the on the road for Kansas. Um, yeah, we'll get to all that. We got I got a couple fun things to talk about in the walk-off. Uh, one that, and probably Christian probably won't understand either of them, but that's okay. Uh, that's all right. But I want to start off the show, we, as we predicted, as everybody predicted, I don't want to say we can get any credit for this, but as it was predicted, Caitlin Clark broke the uh, women's record uh, last night for points scored uh, in uh, in a career uh, last night. She needed, I think it was eight. She ended up getting a career-high 49 in the victory uh, for Iowa over Michigan. Uh, it was uh, it was quite a spectacle to see, uh, to say the very least, to witness or to witness uh, Caitlin Clark. And of course, she broke the record on what was that about a 38, 40 foot three pointer? I mean, just <laughs> across the three point line, just pulled up and probably about thirty five. Come on, buried it, crazy, buried it. Yeah, so it was it was a long, a long, long uh, three pointer uh, that she pulled up and buried. But yeah, it's a uh, and and I think the thing that's Probably the most impressive is, uh, you know, she's only 99 or 98 points officially away from the all-time men's or women's scoring record held still by the amazingly talented Pistol Pete Maravich, uh, who was an absolute dude at LSU. Um, and that's pretty cool because if she has two more games like she did last night, it's her record. She can still break it in the regular season if she wants to. So it's a very... Very interesting time to follow, of course, Caitlin Clark at women's college basketball. We kind of got into it, or not got into it, but we kind of discussed it a little bit yesterday, the thoughts on Caitlin Clark and and uh, and all that going on with this this storyline. But congratulations to Caitlin Clark on setting the women's all-time scoring record, although to some, especially those here in the state of Kansas, she still has a little ways to go to pass uh, Lynette Woodard, <laughs> who uh, holds the record for women's point scoring because the NCAA wasn't around, which I get it, and honestly... I, I understand that. I can get it. I still think she could probably break that record, too. Um, I, I still think she, she could still yeah. break that record, too, here in the coming days and weeks. So, anyway, what are your thoughts on last night? First off, kind of unrelated, uh, I can't remember who it was. There was a famous WNBA hooper uh, who was on uh, the Gilbert Arenas podcast. I can't remember what he calls it. Um, the other week and was critiquing her for uh, having the extra COVID year. And thus, uh, not doing Very it in true. as much time as uh, Miss Plum, though, of course, she's still in her true fourth year. So that critique made no sense to me. So if you have seen that, yeah, that clip means that, that went... she could come back next year and play another year and then go yes, on and Yes, but that doesn't record. take away right. from her having broken deal in four years. So if you've seen that critique, uh, it went pretty viral. Um, write that off. It makes no sense, um, particularly in the context of Clark's career. Uh, but what an incredible night last night. And having watched her game or followed her over the last couple of years, is there any doubt it was a Logo 3 to get that record? Granted, Logo 3 is a very low bar in Iowa, perhaps by design because their logo covers about three quarters of the court i mean it was really, still a, a bomb it was a not, huge that's what i'm three. saying it's a logo three but it's a logo three uh you know by their standards an incredible shot and uh she also set the iowa single game women's scoring record last night as well with 49 not only was it a career high but she also scored the most 
any Lady Hawkeye has scored in a single game ever. She also had 13 assists. This woman is ridiculous. Uh, and for the amount she had the ball in her hands, five turnovers is still something to kind of look a side eye at. But again, also nothing crazy. And nine triples as well, because, you know, why not throw a couple of those in there? Uh, she's incredible. And what an incredible night to cap off, not cap off her career, but put one of perhaps the most memorable moment uh, of it together last night. It was a great performance, and, and honestly, I once again, I guess I'll start my, I don't want to say it's negativity, but I guess my just my skepticism, but for as much as that team relies on her, she should be putting up this amount of points if they're going to be a top 10 team. I mean, they rely <laughs> on her a ton. I mean, to make shots, yeah. to pass the basketball, to bring the ball up the floor sometimes, they rely a ton on her. her this year's team is not as talented as last year's Iowa team, I don't think, Um they don't have and, the big. Yeah, they don't have the big. And so last year. And so you know they need a they got they need more from Caitlin Clark. And she delivers it pretty much every single night. Um so I, I give her credit for her consistency. It has been impressive. But you know, I don't know. I, I know you really were questioning me <clears throat> yesterday about this whole story, I, I guess, do. and my I thoughts. And I guess question. I want to get your quite your thoughts on that real quickly here. So it was a little before yesterday. I can't remember it might have been earlier this week and I think it was when we were talking about that Nebraska game and all the hoopla that went into that that was well-deserved, of course, uh, by the uh, those wearing red this weekend. But uh, you had a question, uh, I believe, about, or not, a, or I have a question about something you brought up and kind of half-referenced, and you said something about not liking or being intrigued by the way that they market her her or the way that she uh, portrays her, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to, to I, hear I, what that was. It was just, I mean, I know why they did it. I get why they did it. It's just sometimes, and and more than likely, it's just because you know when you're the fan of a team who's kind of the rival. So I can I'm sure that kind of drums up some feelings as well. But the whole game, we've got the score bug saying, you know, hey, we're this many points shy of. Of where we need to be. Hey, we're, you know, and then the stat her, of the above the score bug was just her stat line constantly. It was 20 some points, you know, 10 assists and five steals. It was just constantly her score bug up there. I mean, it, it really had no, you know, it wasn't, it was like the telecast, like, well, we don't really care about anything else happening in the game. Just we want to see if Caitlin Clark sets the record. And I guess that was kind of like a little bit of a sour. You didn't like that? I don't know. I it don't worry. I mean, it, it all worked out in the end because they lost, you know, and they didn't break the <laughs> they didn't set the record. And I remember sitting there, you know, and there was a good crowd of Iowa fans that came to that game because they wanted to witness history, and I get why they did that. Sure. But it was it was, you know, there was a lot of cheering when, when Caitlin Clark was scoring. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there were a lot of young ladies in red that were cheering for Caitlin Clark to to have a big performance. I'm sure that. And that's fine. Uh, but I just I also sat there and thought of it as the competitor. Like, why in the world would I be cheering on someone to break a record on mm. my floor? Which my floor is not my floor, but on our floor, <laughs> break a record on our floor, and and to and to uh, and to and to beat us by fifteen or whatever it was. Who wants that? You don't want that as a competitor. I mean, I, that's not that's not what I want. You want it? You're like, heck no, don't do that here. You, you go do that somewhere else. We don't want to be in the history annual saying, well, where did she break those? The all-time trivia question. Oh, where did she break the record at? Uh, 
no, I don't want to be part of that. So, and it didn't happen. So it doesn't really matter. But then I just, but then I just kept going back and thinking about watching Sabrina and Eskew, which she continues to bring up in my, which Brent continue, continues to pop up in my mind about this whole ordeal with, and I'm saying that right, I think, Sabrina Inescu. Inescu. But I remember when she was playing for Oregon, and ESPN was constantly talking about her and her record-setting, you know, triple-double performances and how she was doing all this and how great she was. And, and I don't even know where she stands on the all-time triple-doubles for men's and women's. I don't know if she's number one or if she's quite a ways down there, but she's like the, one of the best triple-doublers. And it was, it was the same type of coverage. And I guess I keep going back and I keep thinking like, yes, that was a great time. And they were talking about how great it is for women's athletics and all this stuff. It was the same exact storyline as it is for Caitlin Clark, you know, for the most part. Just the different statistics is what they're, 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 they're covering now. And I guess as I think about it more, I just think about, you know, it was, it was a great storyline for a while. But then Sabrina went to the WNBA and we don't really talk about Sabrina and SQ anymore. You don't really see her on SportsCenter. You don't see anybody else ever talk about her that much i don't you think haven't I, I don't think she's I, doing an all-star uh three-point battle with steph curry may I, I'm not I say, feel like that's the biggest marketing but that I, wnba has done and maybe and that ever. may be true and maybe it's because i don't follow the nba that closely and that's probably the reason why but i guess i don't see it being talked about on get up i don't see it being talked about on sports center a ton i don't see it being talked about every single day and i know the wnba season is not on right now that plays through the summer but you know i don't I don't see that, and I guess my 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 big thought was: Will Caitlin Clark be as big in the WNBA as she is now? Will she be as big? Because people I love, people have talked about how how she needs to be. How some people have even talked about how how would she be in the NBA? Like if she played in the NBA, how would she be? And I. I I don't think anyone has seriously talked about that. I know, that, to be but fair. Th- I it's think been that tri- brought up. Trivializes what she does. But it's brought up a little bit. And so I just, I'm curious, like, will she be kind of a forgotten person going to more than likely a smelly team in the WNBA because she'll be a first pick? And will she be forgotten? That's just, and, and, and by forgotten, I don't mean like in Siberia forgotten, but you know. From being what's the big-time story to who could be the all-time scoring leader in the NCAA's history, men's and women's both, to going to the WNBA and just being another story. This is a great point, Ross. And I'm oh, as you started talking, I was uh, slowly seeing you get, I think, to this point and, uh, you know, yeah, I, my, like I said, I'm, not I'm excited. A, I don't know how to kind of word it to an extent, but that's what no, I guess I get my exactly point is. No, I get And I'm going to have a quick tangent on this, uh, but we're going to start with the fact that I agree. But we'll start with that first part that you said where they're following the singularities uh, as opposed to the game, right? And I think that comes from this idea that you need to follow individuals, singularities, and personalities to get a league off its feet. Because what really made the NBA as big as it is right now, I know people don't follow it around here, but it is still very big in this country, was the focus on the individual and the drama that all went into that. And you had personalities 
that fit into those storylines. And so the league, or not the league, uh, the NCAA has done a great job of marketing her because you go back five, all right, think about right now to have this discussion, we need to start on a firm base that we can all agree on. And I know I'm going to lose some of you here and I might, might make some people mad. Women's basketball is not very popular. On the scale of major sports, it's not very popular, especially when you consider how much you see it. More than basically every other sport uh, that you don't follow, I've never seen a sport that I don't follow on my feed as much, on social media, on online, everywhere, talked about as much as women's basketball, and yet it's not very popular. And so to start from, if, we're, if we can agree on that, we have to move up to how do we get it more popular if that's something you think is a worthy cause. And so it's finding personalities and boosting individuals. That's how you get it off its feet if you want to follow the NBA trajectory that got it so big. And you got to look around right now and realize women's college ball is at an all-time high. Can If you went back five, six, seven years, not Ross, I'm not talking to you, Ross, because, of course, you follow, <laughs> we follow sports more than most, but you, the listener, if you went back five, six years, could you name half a dozen women's basketball players, certainly in college? Right now, I mean, off the top of your head, if I named... People like Paige Beckers, people like Caitlin Clark, Haley Van Lith, Angel Reese, Cameron Brink. You have probably heard every single name that I just said. Women's basketball is at an all-time high, and then you go to the WNBA, and they almost do get forgotten. It starts to make you think if there is a marketing problem and a lack of talent or entertainment level with women's basketball or just with the WNBA, is this a W problem? Is this something, because you, the normal answer to why don't I watch women's basketball is it's not as entertaining. You don't see, other than Caitlin Clark, the logo threes. You don't see the high-flying dunks. It's not as quick of a game. It's not as fast, either in the open court or in the half. It's a lot harder to find women that take I mean, difficult pull-up jumpers as opposed to set outside shots. It's a different game, and it's less entertaining. But slowly, you're seeing that I would change say a it's, I bit. would say it's not less entertaining. I would say it is more fundamental. I'm not saying it's less entertaining. I'm saying that's commonly the answer to right. the question, why don't you watch women's basketball? And I think if you watch women's college ball... It is that entertaining. You don't get the dunks. You don't get the other stuff. That's true. It's not as high-flying. They're not the same level of athletes. But you have to realize that women's college ball is at an all-time high. There are stadiums packed across the country to see the big names. They've heard of these names. People argue in comment sections over Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark. Haley Van Lith shouldn't have taken that shot. Is Paige Beckers back to the same level she was her freshman year? That's not something that they had even three years ago. This is a big deal to be this big. And you start to think, what is the WNBA doing 
that the NCAA simply isn't because it is not capitalizing off of this marketing at all. Other than the three-point competition, Sabrina, as good as she is, kind of has faded away. And especially when you think about the fact that the WNBA, having, go, uh, having changed to that over-the-summer season, goes on at a time where there's nothing else going on. Unless you want to watch a 2-1 to win in the MLB in the middle of the summer, you can turn on the WNBA. And nobody does. At what point do you start to turn to a league that has posted a loss financially in every single year of its existence? For those of you that don't know, the Women's National Basketball Association, every single year, all year, in every year of its existence, posts such a deep million-dollar loss, tens and tens of millions of dollars, especially with their low salaries, that's an incredibly big number, that the NBA physically takes money out of their own pockets and gives it to the WNBA every year, all year, in every year of its existence, so that it can simply stay afloat. It has never turned a profit. And at what point do you start to say, ah, this isn't a sexism problem, this isn't people being sexist against women and not wanting to watch our sport just because of that. Maybe it's a league problem. Because look at women's basketball right now, and that just hasn't translated. Yeah, I just I guess that's I guess that like I said, you make a ton of great points. And I might and my just in the simplistic of ways, I just I look at them like you know, because in the summertime it is the dog days of summer. Like, do you really want to watch you know, like a two to one baseball score that's game number one hundred of the season of one hundred and sixty-two. You know, where you're in the dog days exactly. of baseball, or do you want to watch the WNBA, or would you rather turn on, you know, Suits again for the thirtieth time on Netflix and watch that? I mean, it, it's true. I, I, right. I, and I guess that's why I give I give NIL a lot of credit and a lot of that stuff because it has helped bring. Mm. Great women's point. athletics to the forefront, especially in the college game, and it's great for them, and it's awesome. And honestly, it should be, it should be better. Because they're not getting the kind of love—I don't say love is another word—but the type of respect and stuff that the men's sports do on a consistent basis. So it's great for that. But I just sit back and I'm like, this is great, great for Caitlin Clark. This is awesome. But you know what? As soon as she goes to the WNBA. It probably won't matter because it wasn't that long ago there was some superstar by the name of Sabrina Inescu that was rolling around college women's women's college basketball and was doing all these great things with triple doubles and they were tracking her stats. It was the same exact thing. And then we go to the WNBA and it's kind of a forgotten thing. It kind of is a little bit. I completely agree. Obviously, you just heard my TED talk on this. But I do want to make clear something and take this as a call out, take this as whatever to the zero WNBA uh, officials that are listening to this. This is your opportunity. You think about the fact that the WNBA, you argue all the time, can we get paid the same? Can we get this paid the same revenue share, which is actually less? Uh, that if you've heard that online of women complaining that they want the same revenue share, our share of the revenue that the men's players are getting, their salaries would go down. I am not kidding. I haven't taken a math class since high school. I didn't do that math, but I saw someone that did. Uh, so don't let that one get you. But 
there is an opportunity here. When you look at three years from now, you're going to have a league populated with young stars that for the first time, probably, in the history of the league, people know. I mean, all of those stars that I named in three years, in four years, maybe only in two years for a lot of them, you're going to have the Cameron Brinks of the world in the league people know. You're going to have the Paige Beckers of the world that people know in the league, the Caitlin Clarks, the Juju Watkins, the people that have brand names that NIL has helped a ton, that all of this marketing on singularities and personalities has done, you're going to have these people in the league and whether you like them or dislike them. And that's another big thing is if you can get someone hating your players, that's just as good because that creates drama, the back and forth. People don't like Angel Reese and that's fine, but people know her now and people like this drama that goes back and forth. There are personalities that for the first time, People are going to understand and know and follow. I think that is a huge opportunity for women's basketball, and it's not something that they can afford to lose out on or miss out on. Because if in four years, three years, people still don't watch the WNBA at the rate that people don't watch the WNBA right now, that might be kaput for them. I don't know. I think as long as the NBA is willing to foot the bill... Probably, I don't think you're going to see that happen. Um, so unless the NBA goes in the tank, then I doubt the WNBA is going to go anywhere. Um, one thing I will agree, we have a texter chiming in, Michael. He says, those girls in the WA can ball. going to be a whole different type of competition than we talk about with Caitlin Clark. I will be intrigued to see how her game does stack up against the WNBA. She does I, have I will a game be. that translates. Let's be fair about well, that. Well, if you can make threes from 35 feet, most people aren't going to guard you at 37, <laughs> 38 feet. Exactly. So if you're going to jack up threes from there, people are going to let you take them. Um, like I said, it's I don't have anything against Caitlin Clark. I don't have anything against women's basketball. It's just the thing like it's uh, you know, it's just kind of the way it was it's been covered this year flashes me back to when Sabrina Nesky was there and I'm just I'm like, well, that was fun in the moment, but did it really amount to anything? You know, long term. Well, it does still I mean, on the college career. People are just used to following men's sports where, wow, what a great Heisman year. I can't wait to see him in the league. Right. And people don't have that continuity of following the personalities into the league because they just don't care, whether for better or for worse. Nope. You make up, you make a ton of great points, Christian. Um, Let's get to a break. We got to get to one. We come back. We got high school hoops to get to. Uh, during the break, though, if you would like a chance to be a winner from the Kansas Lottery, you've got some X Cash Blitz instant tickets. So if you want to text the word Blitz to seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two, that's the word Blitz to eight nine nine two 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 two. You could be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. We've got a couple of those to give away today. So hit us up during the break on our text line. That's the word Blitz to seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two. Back with some high school hoop thoughts next. 